位听众朋友，大家好，欢迎收听，欢迎收听今天的野外中文播客。我是麦老师。It's good to see lots of you at the Zoom meeting last Saturday. Thank you for coming. If you didn't end up watching that mandatory Zoom meeting live, we posted the video to the Google Classroom. Make sure you go and grab that. We talked a lot about、um, essential agreements for the camp. We heard some feedback from you guys. What was important to you? What you hoped people would do and not do? We talked about travel. The travel days are going to be the most complicated, and it will ruin the camp if we don't.、Uh, Have everyone on the same page with that because we won't get to see you. So make sure that you're paying attention to those travel details and logistics, and we're getting you here nice and safe and sound and ready to learn. We also talked about、um, some different things about how the education style works here at the camp, and then we did a lot about safety. So that safety part's super important.、Uh, we're going to do a quiz here in this week's module, which is going to have you answer a few questions, make sure you understand some of these ideas. So today we're going to be talking about some different camp activities, just the、uh, kind of the not the smaller ones, but the you know like not like rock climbing. We're just going to talk about the kind of the more learning center approach because、um, you're going to have a lot of those in the Quizlet set this week. And、uh, then I just, but I first want to just talk about some things that came up during that live Zoom session. That I felt like was really important. So. Uh, there was a lot of students that were talking about with agreements, the essential agreement, saying things like, "We should agree to not make fun of other people for their Chinese, make fun of other people for their, you know, their fa'in, their ko'in, their pronunciation."、Um, I think what's happening, and this makes sense to me, is that maybe we're getting on those flip videos, and I totally understand this.、Um, we're getting on those flip videos, and maybe there's some. Students on there that are a lot higher proficiency than you feel you have, and so it's making you feel really intimidated.、It、makes you feel like, oh man, my Chinese isn't nearly as good as that person. And I just want to talk through a little bit about that. So you should understand that when we were selecting everyone for this camp, we didn't want to select everyone、um, at the exact same proficiency level. Um, we wanted to have a mixture of intermediate level students. Some of you are really pushing out of intermediate, kind of more into this advanced level range, and we're hoping that you'll be challenged.、Uh, you'll definitely be challenged a lot this camp. There's a lot of words that even the Chinese teachers are learning. I've had to learn,、um, and so there's a lot of challenges for everyone. But we're hoping that you can also serve as a mentor role. If you're someone that has had a lot of opportunities to travel to China. You've you've been in a program. Your family's been able to afford lots of opportunities for you. Your family's set up like maybe you are.、Um, you speak some Mandarin at home. We hope that you can use that background and experience to support your peers that are just start closer to starting this Mandarin journey. And you'll be very supportive and not. You never make fun of someone. You're gonna just uh, kindly, warmly,、uh, gently give them the words that they're looking for. Uh, correcting in a very kind way if if it feels appropriate at the time, not correcting all the time,、uh, being a sympathetic listener. What that means is like, like、uh, really trying hard to understand what they're saying, filling in words that they're searching for, and so that's going to be really important for those of you that are a little bit earlier in your Mandarin language learning journey. We are so excited that you are making this、uh, choice to come here. Uh, we really were just excited listening to all these、uh, different 
flip videos at the very beginning and we really are anticipating that you will see the biggest jumps uh, doing this, that going into this immersion environment, it's going to be maybe a slightly bigger challenge for you, but you'll also see the biggest growth. So oftentimes you'll hear, you know, language learning is so hard and you'll hear that Chinese language learning is hard, but really language learning is one of the hardest tasks a human can do. It is a very challenging, just a very challenging task. It's hard on our brains. The rules aren't, aren't consistent. There's so much information to digest. It's just a very complex tax, task. And those that learn another language, that's why their brain, brain really expands in these really amazing ways. So you are all way far ahead of where I was. I didn't learn uh, Mandarin until I was 19 years old. And so my Koin is never going to really be uh, really native sounding. Like I can get close to the sounds. It's really hard for me to to nail, uh, you know, the exact Koin. Like some of you are going to have a lot better Koin. And the, your Fain is going to be Bijaojun. Uh so because I learned at a lot much later age and so I am very sympathetic to this uh, so just remember that everyone's at a different stage everyone's have a lot of different opportunities here with Mandarin like some of you have had lots of opportunities to travel to China and Taiwan some of you are just all you've had is your school classroom and maybe you don't even have that great of a teacher or maybe you don't even have a classroom you've just been studying on your own and you are to be commended for that and don't feel at all embarrassed but i will say this part of language learning i think one of the biggest challenges of it is that there's the only way through to get to higher proficiencies in a language is through humiliation <laughs> it's just a big part of the process and it keeps you humble language learning always keeps you humble even when you think you've got it it always keeps you humble and uh it's just but the real path if you can just kind of accept it and it's partly why it's so much better to learn languages when you're a young kid is because you're willing to take risks humiliation isn't as big of a deal uh, to you uh, so when you kind of go through those early learning phases and you're saying wrong silly things it's more cute than <laughs> humiliating so uh, that's why it's a challenge, but I'll say this, it doesn't get easier after where you're at. You're, most of you are teenagers here, uh, middle school, high school. It gets harder. You, you, you're less inclined to embarrass yourself and humiliate yourself as an adult. So it's much better to go through the phases you're going through now rather than later. Um, because as an adult, you get some ego and you get some skills in other areas and it gets a lot harder to have that beginner learner humility and mindset. So just know that the path to high language proficiency always goes through hum humiliation every time. Uh, probably true of anything, but especially true of language because communication is so essential to who we are as humans, the social beings that we are. And uh, saying the wrong thing, saying things incorrectly or that sounds silly is just kind of an innate fear that we have. And so just understand that's a natural feeling. Um, and we will all just right now, put your hand over your heart. No, don't do that. Maybe give a salute right now, wherever you are. Oh, no, that doesn't feel quite right. Uh, just just promise that we'll all be super tolerant and and empathetic and sympathetic and supportive of each other, staying in Mandarin Chinese 100% of the time, and supportive and, and 
uh, helpful and filling in the words. All the teachers are really comfortable with people, uh, with young learners doing Chinese and maybe not speaking exactly accurate. A lot of you are coming from different types of programs. So just be supportive, be helpful, be kind, be warm. And I think we'll have this amazing environment. I just like feel so excited about the environment we're going to create where we're just supportive, lifting each other up. And some of you are going to have a little bit of a, more of a challenge than others. And just recognize that those that maybe are a little bit higher, just recognize that you've had more opportunities for whatever reason, you're in a better spot. You can be supportive and you can just keep learning at your own pace. Okay. That was long-winded. Let's talk a little bit about some of the camp activity vocabulary. So the first thing in the Quizlet sets are talking about fire. So a campfire, there's a lot of different words for this, and it's kind of regional, but we're choosing to say go huo. Go huo. And so uh, that's kind of like it it's like a bonfire, but it, they use it for campfire too, you know, so it's like a big fire usually. Is go huo. You'll notice that go has the the bamboo radical at the top there. Um, it's kind of like this, like I think it comes from this uh, these bamboo frames that you use for drying clothes, and so it kind of I think like a, a bonfire has that kind of similar looking structure. So that's where that go huo comes from. So that's what we'll call the campfire at camp. And so when we're starting a fire, uh, you say dian ran. Ran to ignite or to light a fire. So that's ran. And so to like ran is this kind of to ignite or to start. And ran is to, yeah, ran. Um, that's to start a fire. So uh, when we're talking about at night, to starting a fire, uh, it's ran. Hey, so that'd be like, who wants to start the campfire? Uh, and then at the end, we need to xi mie, xi mie, the fire, right? So xi mie, that's to extinguish or to put out or to go out a fire. So we always put out our fires. We xi, xi mie. It's cool because that xi, it has the fire radical on the left. And then it has xiu xi, the xi, the, to rest, uh, that character next to it. So it's like the resting, put the fire to rest. I like that. Um, then I would just have the word antren. I threw this in here for all the activities. I love it's a great word, first of all. So an is this peace, and then tren. Tren is like peace everywhere. <laughs> tren is like the whole entire everywhere. Peace everywhere is kind of the word for safety or security. Um, you'll hear this phrase, uh, you'll see it a lot when you're traveling around in like different manufacturing shops or things like that. You'll see antren. And it's the exact way we say safety first. So it's just So I put that little sign there so you can see that. And that's going to be a similar policy to what we have going on at camp. Though we're going to take some measured risks, which is great and fun. But we'll take some good safe and not completely safe, but measured risks. So DE, like first priority. Um, and then there's a kind of these things when you're putting together fire, you usually need to gather different levels of, of um, fuel. So if we're using wood, you'd start with stuff called huo rong, huo rong. That's the kindling. So like that's the small, really light, like like uh, dead pine needles. The red pine needles work so good. Um, you know, like a, 
a dry rough uh, cedar bark is what we'll be using a lot because we have a lot more of those around so kind of this juniper that's a good uh, distinction just real quick so uh, cedar we say cedar a lot in Utah Colorado you know Idaho uh, but it's really called, it's a really a juniper. It's kind of just commonly known as cedar. Kind of like we call buffalo, buffalo, but it should be bison. We call it a, a cedar, uh, but really it's juniper. Cedars are probably where some of you live, especially those like uh, the Vancouver, Washington folks. Um, you see a lot, you have a lot more red cedars around you. And our East Coasters, you've got a lot more of that cedar where you live. The actual cedars, um, these cedars here are just shrubby. Uh, mostly like junipers, but they have this really great uh, bark that is kind of papery, shreddy, uh, that works really good for huorong, huorong, this kindling. So we always gather that first. That's what we use to start a fire. You never go straight to starting a log. It's just logs just don't start. <laughs> You'll fell really quickly. So you've got to start with something small and build up. Just like language learning, you know. You started in your Chinese one class, little kindling, you know, and then you got, you have this fire start. You know what we're going to do? We're going to, at this camp, we're going to pile on big old language learning logs. <laughs> big old language learning chai, chai huo is what we call those. So that's a, that's like chai huo. Chai huo is firewood. So we're going to put these, you know, you've got your fire started. You've, you've blown on the coal. You put on that little kindling, you put on some little, you know, like shuzhi, your little little branches, little sticks, and it's your fire star, but now you're going to get the real big logs on there, this chai huo, and that's what we're going to do at this camp, is put some big logs on your fire so you can get a big old go huo, big old bonfire. Okay, then we're going to go into the, just the lashing portion. There's a lot more we'll be talking about at camp, but this is a cool distinction of words. So jie sheng is to tie knots. And we've seen this so many times now in these patterns as we've been talking uh, of these ways Chinese do these, kind of do it one way and then they flip it around. So jie sheng is the verb to tie, uh, tie rope. So sheng zi, sheng zi is the rope and jie, jie is to tie. So jie sheng is to tie rope. So it's like the verb, the dong zi. But then the, the next word, we just flip it around. And then we'd say sheng jie. So that would be a rope tie. And so then it's a now it's a noun. Now it's a knot or knots. Chinese does this often. It's a pattern you can start to predict and start to guess words, which is really fun in Chinese. You can start to guess what a word would be just by the pattern, by filling in the pattern. Like, oh, if if to tie a knot is jie sheng, then maybe a knot is a sheng jie. So so knots, we'll be learn focusing on about, I think it's six different knots that we're going to work on. Some of you have already, you already know, but we'll be working on six other knots that we hope you can master by the time you leave our camp. And if you don't, certain death. Paul, I'm sorry. Moving on. Uh, then we have bianzhi. So bianzhi is to weave. Um, and so we'll be doing mostly weaving, less like knitting or plating a braid. We'll be, in, our, in our camp, we'll be doing weaving of basketry. Um, Bryn, um, Mrs. Bagley, she's good at basket making. So uh, that's one of her um, 
she'll be kind of being the main mentor on that. But to bian zhi, and then to say like if you're weaving a basket, you'd say bian lan zi, lan zi, lan zi is a basket. You probably know this from another word. I bet you know this word more than you know the actual word for basket. But then you have lan qiu, literally basket ball, literally basket ball lan zi, lan qiu. The basketball. Uh, let's go into the archery. So we have we're going to start with she jian she jian. So she is a is that verb to shoot, and then jian is the arrow. You notice that the those that character jian has the zhu zi tou the the bamboo radical at the top, and so that's the she jian is to shoot arrows. So that would be like the activity we're going to go shoot arrows. So a jian is an arrow. And then the gong is the bow. So you you would you would hear gong jian is like bow and arrow. Gong gong is a really ancient character. You can tell just it has that pictograph look. Um, you can just yeah, it just you can kind of tell. And there's a good picture here in the Quizlet set of it connecting to the ancient character for gong for archery. And you see this radical in tons of other words. This gong they use this a lot. Um, so you can tell how ancient it is. Then we have xian, so that's the bow string, and you can notice that that has that same bow radical in that character right away. But this is also the same word you would use for stringed instruments. So they'd say xian xian yue qi, stringed instruments, stringed instruments. So it'd be ji ta, xiao ti qin, these types of instruments. So that's a xian, a bow string. So they probably would have had these same connections of a bowstring to the stringed instruments. I always think they maybe came up with the the bow and arrow first, and then started figuring out the cool sounds, and then started evolving from there. And then we have the jianba, so that's just the archery target, jian, so an arrow target, jianba, jianba. We'll have a jianba. We have a they're, they're kind of cube shapes, and we have we'll have do them at various distances to shoot at um, to she jian. And when you're when you're practicing, and then we have hay bales behind that. So if you miss, it just goes into the hay bale, and uh, not so far away. Then we move into the wood carving. So that would be diao ke, diao ke. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, diao ke. Apologies. How humiliating. Diao ke. Is to carve or engrave, and we'll be doing quite a bit of that. So to diao ke, ke, like you'd say ke mu, would be to carve wood. And then you also say, oh, that's interesting. Hmm, students, I'm having pause. I really feel like that was first tone. Like I think of it, it's like ke mu and mu ke, but I think I'm maybe I'm. It's possible I'm wrong. You might have just witnessed with your ears the first mistake I've ever made. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is fourth tone. It is fourth tone. I had it wrong, friends and camp members. <laughs> oh, ka mu and mu ka. So that's that same kind of flipping around. So you'd say carve wood and then. So it'd be mu uh, ke, it'd be wood carving. So it's that same thing of changing it from a verb to a noun. Cool stuff.
Cool story, bro. We got a Tao next. So that's just the knife. Again, this is one of those pictograph characters, super old. This Tao appear, appears everywhere. Just a knife, just a pictograph of a knife. You'll see it in tons of characters. You'll notice it's different than Li, the power. There's um, that Pie on the left doesn't go through the top on a Tao. Uh, we just wrote through in here the feng li, the sharpness of a blade. You actually, I realize you actually saw this before in our kind of adjective portion. And then we're going to talk about clay. So we have nian tu, nian tu. So this is the sticky, sticky dirt, sticky dirt. That's what nian, nian means like sticky, you know, glutinous, uh, gluey, like, uh, you know, like, uh, nian is just a stickiness. So sticky dirt. It's a good description of clay. And so you also have sha, shads of the sha. So you'd say sha tu, that would be sandy soil. Sha is sand. And you would have the best dirt uh, is rang tu. Rang tu is kind of that mixture of sand and clay. So the problem with soils, and we'll maybe talk about this at camp, is sandy soil allows a lot of yang qi oxygen into the soil so that's really good for plants so they can get the oxygen but it doesn't hold water whereas it nian tu is really good at holding water in for the roots but it doesn't allow any oxygen and so the ideal soils have a nice mixture of both so sometimes you need to add one or the other to get this nice in-between balance of rang tu and of course the best thing you can do is add in some dui fei, some of that compost, get that organic material mixed in there because that organic material can break it up too and adding nutrients in the soil and that's what our plants love. Uh, we have tao qi. It's pottery. Tao qi. That's pottery. What you use the nian tu. We're going to be um, harvesting our own clay. Um, it's We have very clay-y soil over here. Uh, but I'm going to show you, I'll be probably leading that one, um, how you can get pottery clay just out of any ground soil. De kind of depends on where you live, how much there is, but you'll always be able to find clay clay somewhere. Uh, you can look around for it. And, um, but how you can really get clay out of pretty much any soil. Um, I'll show you that process. Then we have Dao Hang, and that's navigation or orienteering. So the Dao Hang. Hung, hung. You'll see that kind of in Hong Kong, uh, like kind of air airlines. Airlines is this kind of is a cool word. It's like for boats or ships or crafts, but also kind of means to navigate or to sail or to fly. It's a versatile word, and that Dao Dao Hung together. Um, Dao is like to guide or to lead. That that um, that Dao. And anyways, Dao Hang. And then we have our Jinan Zhen. So the Jinan Zhen is a compass. Uh, we always talk about compasses pointing north, but it's interesting because the Chinese compass, they're the inventors of the compass. Remember that? Um farming. Um it means point uh, sorry, point south needle point south needle so they're the opposite we always say the uh, we always say that the compass points north but they say it points south which it does it always points north and south so 指南针, 指南针. 
Um, and I think that's it for now. There's obviously tons of other words. We just want to give you a head start on some of these activities. We'll wrap up for now. Um, we only have one more week of pre-camp program. So make sure you go back and get all that stuff done. We know you had a busy spring. Totally understand. Just go back and get as much of it uh, done. Yeah, get it all done. You might as well. We, um, it's, it's your way of paying for the free camp. Uh, the grant does require us that you do. We are going to have to report back on the the completion rates of our pre-camp program and it helps us uh, continue to be able to offer this program all right we're going to say we'll talk to you later